sometimes we become the jack of all trades and the master of none. And what I have learned through my success journey and through through my growth is that mastery is key. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith, um, the team leader of the number one team in the state of Missouri and number eight team in the nation, according to Real Trends. Uh, today, we have a very, very special guest on the episode. We have a guy named Bruce Sheridan. He has been working with our team for about a year and has really helped us through a simple framework of the EOS operating system really go granular in our business and make massive, massive improvements, not only to make our business sustainable as this market shifts, but also find holes in improvement. I think it's so, so important as a real estate professional, there's enough fires that happen in this business, having some structure, having a system, having someone to hold you accountable to those systems and those processes is super, super crucial, especially in these changing and challenging times. So without further ado, Bruce, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. Yeah, man. We're so excited to have you on the show. Um, it's uh, having you be our EOS implementer has had a drastic impact on our business that we will continue to see year after year improvements because of the systems and processes that you've helped us with. The framework of organizing our chaos. I think we're still chaos, but it's more organized chaos now. Um, and a lot of that is is because of you and, and your help and your work. Um, putting that into our team. So and less, less, and a little bit less chaos. Yes, a, a lot less chaos for sure. <laughs> Way more controlled chaos. Yes. Uh, but I like a little chaos. That means you're growing, right? Exactly. Um, it's, that's right. Um, I think it's let's dive right into EOS is an operating system for entrepreneurs, right? That's where the name came from. And it's been a proven model for thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses over a lot of years. Um, there's a lot of books on the subject. There's a lot of different um, resources out there for people that are interested in getting more organization. I th I believe this is even a good, if you're a single agent listening to this, like if you don't, you're not on a team, you don't operate a team. There's still a lot of framework, a lot of takeaways you can have to create more systems. Because here's what I learned very early on growing my team is in this business, if you don't work on purpose and you work on accident, your default is always chaos. Yeah. And when we have enough chaos in this business, and so without a system in place, without a process in place, the default is always chaos. Yeah. And so when you add a chaotic business to not having systems and processes, which being a real estate coach, um, running my team, there's a lot of a lot of people out there that struggle with this. And so I think this is going to be super, super valuable episode. So Bruce, yeah. let's dive in. Okay. What is EOS? EOS is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So occasionally people will say, oh, you're going to put a computer system in my company? <laughs> it's not. You got to make sure the word operating is in front of it. So it's it's a simple, complete system for operating a small business. Um, I think what makes EOS unique, we like to think it makes us unique. Um, we focus on three things. We call them vision, traction, and healthy. So we want to make sure there's a crystal clear vision in your throughout your organization, not just the leadership team. I had one client, I said, what's your vision? And he said, it's in my head. 
Yeah. And I said, you think it would be worth it if other people knew what it was? <laughs> <laughs> you got a little embarrassed. So, um, yeah, we want to make sure that we work with you to have a vision from what am I going to do today all the way out to 10 years. It's not complicated. It's just two pages. Um, the next is traction. Let, let me stop on that really quick. So on the vision, you said something that's very important because I think a lot of real estate agents don't put systems and processes in place because they go to overwhelm. Yes. What is very, very unique about this very complex system that is EOS, it is also simplified to the most degree that it possibly can. And so the vision for the entire company from one to 10 years is on two pages. Yeah. I think it's crucial that we don't just skip over that. That is yeah, very, it's actually very from today. It's, you know, what are you working on today all the way out to 10 years? Yep. Um, yeah, very powerful. And that's where I fell in love with it. I've been doing this kind of work for over 35 years. I've consulted with thousands of leadership teams. But I, 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 I read the book Traction six years ago, and I just loved the tools are simple, but application of them can be difficult. So it's a very simple system. The tools have been around for 100 years, but how do you put them together and, and how are you making sure your leadership team gets them and the whole company gets them? That's where EOS implementers come into play. Um, there are 600 implementers around the world. Um, I'm one of those. Um, yeah, for so sure. Then the, the, so the first component is making sure you got your track, your vision buttoned up. Then the next component is traction. Are you working on your business every week and improving your business? You said in your intro that there's so much chaos. You have so many balls in the air. I like to use the analogy. If I threw a basketball to you, chances are you're going to catch it. If I throw another one, you might catch it. If I throw a third one, you might catch it. But I, if I just keep throwing basketballs at you, you're not, they're going to start falling and you're going to be stumbling all over. It's not going to be pretty. So what we want you to do that you can get caught up in your day-to-day -day business every day. And then that turns into weeks and months and quarters and years. And you're all of a sudden you're like, man, we meant we've been trying to do that for three years. What's going on? Well, if you don't reduce the number of priorities, focus on your top priorities and then work every week to, to achieve those priorities. That's, that's how you make tremendous progress. hundred percent. And that's, that has been a game changer for us. We still have a long ways to go, but um, I'm the idea guy in our organization. Other people have ideas too. So it's not just me, but I constantly, my brain just doesn't shut off. And yep. what happens is we'll go through a spreadsheet or something I put together when I had all these amazing ideas one night where I couldn't sleep and I just wrote everything down. And then I'll look at it and I'm like, shit, that's been two years and we still haven't done that. Yeah, It's because of those basketballs. I love that analogy. It's because yeah. we're already holding, we're at capacity with our basketballs and then I'm throwing in another basketball or maybe yeah. two or maybe three. Well, something's got to drop. Well, and also... Other people and other, the regulators, the market, basketballs are coming from all directions. You may even get hit in the back of the head with one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, and then the third component is healthy. We want to make sure, think about it. If you had your company and every employee at a certain level fit the culture of your company, and then with the job that you're asking them to do, they can do, they can perform that job. So every employee in your company 
fits your culture and they're in a job that they can do and they're good at, uh, very few companies can can boast that they are at the, at that place. Yeah. So those those are the three things we want to do. We want to make sure your vision is clear. You've got a plan to execute it, and you're sharing that vision across your entire company. You're getting traction. You're making progress every week, and you're continuously looking at: Do I have the right people in this company? Am I hiring the right people? Am I getting rid of the wrong people? And, and those are the three things that we think make the entrepreneurial operating system unique. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, um, it's had an amazing impact on our organization in a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, if you follow this, this, this podcast, if you follow me at all, you know that if you listen to anything that I say, culture is near and dear to my heart. I think a big part that this model really aligns with my values is that it's finding the right people and making sure they're in the right seat. Yep. It differentiates those those two. I think what a lot of people tend to do is put those in the same bucket. And well, they're they're a good person. This is not a good job. Well, being able to separate those two, now we're able to say, well, this person is an amazing person, amazing culture fit, amazing contributor to our company. They just don't thrive or enjoy this job. They would be good in this seat. Yep. So we have the right person. Let's find the right seat. Yes. And I think just having that adjustment is very, very crucial for a lot of organizations. And it's good for it's good for the person too. I mean, they if you're doing stuff all day long that really you can do it, but you don't enjoy it, that's that's not a good place to live. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's dive a little deeper, Bruce. I'm curious, um, your perspective. You've been working with us for a while now. Yeah. As what impact from your eyes has EOS had on Matt Smith Real Estate Group? Well, I think I'm going to go back to the very first day we worked together. You know, the way the EOS model works that if you hire an implementer, they work with you in full day sessions. So our very first full day session, we wound up towards the end of the day with like 30 priorities on the board. And, and you paused and you said, wait a minute. And you asked everybody in the room, haven't we known these for three years now? And everybody went, yeah. And then some people were like ducking their heads. And then you were like, well, why haven't we done anything? And I said, well, when you try to do 30 priorities at once, your, your chances of being successful are slim. Yep. So we actually narrowed it down. And what we try to do is each quarter, what are the five most important things you want to get done so if you can do that every quarter in one year, you're going to have 20 of them knocked out. Yep. If you could knock out five per quarter, but you got to be able to chunk it down to what can I reasonably do in the next 90 days and then be crystal clear how you state it. So we know you did it and you did what you wanted to do versus saying, Oh, improve customer satisfaction. So at the end of 90 days, did you do that? Yeah. Uh, how do we know? Oh, yep. I don't know. <laughs> so you want to make sure you write these priorities down to where we know when it's finished. If you said, okay, we want to improve customer satisfaction from 80% to 90% in the next 90 days. That's a good, that's a good way to state it. And we know did you hit 90? Yes or no. And then if not, we go back and figure out what can we do to get there? Yeah. A hundred percent. And there's, um, the chaos of real estate, of entrepreneurship, of being a business owner, of being a, a leader, a visionary, um, a salesperson, whatever seat that you are in is real. 
and yes. having some structure to that chaos and a cadence of a proven framework that has worked over and over and over again is amazing. Um, so when you were start talking about all those 30 projects, like it just reminds me of like I coach real estate agents, but sometimes I need to step back and coach myself, right? Because yeah. if, someone, if someone came and said, here's all these projects I want to do, my first question would be, which ones are the most important? Yes. But I don't ask myself that same question. And so it's very good to have an outside source. And it's also important to note who has buy-in, which ones are the most important? Are we clearly stating what the end goal is with these? Because I think what happens is sometimes we kick the can and say, well, the customer satisfaction as an example. Well, we've improved that because we have less complaints. Well, was the goal to improve that or was it to get to a certain percentage? And was it to improve it this specific way? And I think sometimes we become the jack of all trades and the master of none. And what I have learned through my success journey and through, through my growth is that mastery is key. And I think what, what we can do is go back to like one of my episodes that I did on this podcast was on the power list. And it is how to win the day every single day so that you can win enough weeks. Those weeks turn into months, those months turn into quarters, those quarters turn into years. And then pretty much you look up and you've changed your, you've changed the trajectory of your life forever, but it started with winning today. And yeah. I think sometimes we are very, we are too vague and we have too many things on our to-do list that it overwhelms us. We get stuck there and then we just do it kind of a half-assed job at whatever that was. Instead of finding this one thing, being the master and working through it all the way to completion to make sure that we have executed on that masterfully. We own that. We are now an expert at whatever this initiative was, whatever this project was. And now that is a staple for our company. And if you do 20 of those a year, your company look like three years from now. Amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing what can happen. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed, um, and, and I, I pretty much noticed this with all of my clients, when we start out, like marketing is really focused on marketing, right? and sales is really focused on sales. And this, this one's really focused on that, you know, listings. It's, what we are trying to do as a leadership team is what are the five most important things overall for Matt Smith Real Estate Group, not just your department. So I think your leadership team has learned to really stretch. They are, they help each other. They are having robust, open conversations about, uh, well, my thing's more important. Well, here's why mine's more important. And then they're able to have a conversation say, you know what? Yeah, that, I think that is more important for the company. Let's do that one first. So I've seen a lot of maturity on your leadership team of seeing what is the most important thing for Matt Smith's real estate group versus their little world. hundred percent. I think that is, that comes with a lot of companies and organizations that I see is going back to your story of that, the leader of one of your clients that had the vision in his head, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if your agents, if your marketing, if your operations team don't understand your vision or don't understand what you're working on and more importantly, why you're working on it, what you create is silos in your company and you have marketing doing marketing, you have sales doing sales, you have ops doing ops, right? But ops is affected by sales, sales is affected by ops, marketing is affected by, by sales and sales is affected by marketing. And so what we have done and what you have helped us is that we are all on the same sheet of music and on the same page to make sure these big, most important things affect the company, not just the department. 
And then what we have done, and we'll probably dive into this later in the episode, but what we've done on that is expanded and say marketing does have these three things that are super important just for marketing. Well, that is why we have a marketing department to Mm -hmm. handle those three things, but that's not a leadership rock for the company. And so to be able to delineate and separate those in a very strategic way has been a game changer for us to get a lot of projects and things off our to-do list to um, continue to allow us to be innovative and ahead of the market. Yeah. So, uh, Bruce, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background. How did you become an EOS coach? Um, if I remember correctly, you used to be an Olympian. Hey, I was on the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands Olympic sailing team in 1988. Boy, that was fun. It was I was an Olympian, and then after practice, we drank rum. So what other sport can you do that? Wow. <laughs> We'd go out sailing, and I'd have the ocean spray in my face. And, I've, I mean, that was amazing. And then we'd put all the boats up, and, and they we'd have rum because we were – Virgin Islands, you know, what do you do when you drink rum? I love um, it. So uh, I started the, the first two years of my career, I was an engineer. But um, I think the entrepreneur in me started when I was 10 years old, I got a paper out because my brother had one. And I'm like, I want to make some extra money. So I was out, you know, 530 in the morning delivering papers when I was 10 years old. Um, but my dad also, my dad owned an exterminating company. And it was pretty successful. He did residential and commercial. So I got my feet wet in that. Um, I'd go out, help him, help him prepare for jobs, execute jobs. He had a retail store. I'd have to work in the store sometimes. So I got a lot of exposure to what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Um, but then I went into business and I've been coaching leadership teams. Like my first two years, I mentioned I was an engineer, but I got tapped on the shoulder about two years into my career. And I was at Florida Paralight in Miami and the division VP said, hey, I want you to come help me put in this strategic planning stuff that nobody else wanted to do. So I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, okay. So that's where I fell in love with it. And so my whole career, I've been coaching leadership teams, setting up visions, setting up really good metrics and scorecards and dashboards. Um, solving problems at the root cause, documenting processes. So I've just been doing that my whole career. Um, I was at Bank of America for 11 years um, doing that kind of work. And in 2008, when the real estate market crashed, Bank of America crashed, and I was let go. So I was all of a sudden like, whoa, in April 2009. So I just started a consulting business and I was traveling around. I worked in Europe for 18 months. That was a lot of fun. I got to work at Barclays headquarters in London. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm England. Um, and then about six years ago, I called on a on a client like yourself, a business owner. He had 50 employees. And he said, you know, you get it. And I was like, well, thank you. And I'm thinking, <laughs> let's sign on the dotted line. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, have you read the book Traction? I was like, no. He goes, well, read that book and call me back when you're done. So now I got a, a really strong prospect. I read the book in a week and I call him back. And he goes, what do you think? I said, I couldn't stop reading the book. I, was, I mean, it's just everything I've done my whole career in one formula from A to Z, end to end. How do you run a small business? And it covers pretty much everything. I said, I'm amazed by the book. 
He goes, well, I have an EOS implementer. Otherwise, I would have hired you because you really get it. So I was like, oh, I was like stunned. Like, okay, now what? We're not going to work together? He goes, you should call, you should contact EOS. So I did. I contacted them, went through their webinar. So I've been doing EOS over five years now. Um, somewhere I read that if you do something for 10,000 hours or five years or both five years and 10,000 hours, you're like an expert. So I guess now I'm an EOS expert, but I really have been doing that stuff my whole career. And I just love to help companies. Um, I, I had a session just yesterday with a auto body shop. And at the end of the session, one of the leadership team members said, this was outstanding. And one of the questions I asked at the end, were your expectations met? He said, no, my expectations weren't met. They were exceeded. He goes, this is a solid 10, this meeting. I can't believe how much we got done today. This was amazing. So I was just, that fills up my heart and yeah. makes me feel absolutely amazing. I just love helping companies get what they want. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, um, I can I can vouch for you, Bruce. You're, you're an amazing person, but an amazing part of our growth recently. And um, it's uh, super impactful on our business. And um, it's, uh, I think it's, it's something that is, needed in the real estate industry that a lot of people are scared to admit that they need. Yeah. Cause it's uh, whenever you have a business that it takes it literally in two weeks, you can have your real estate license. Mm. You have unlimited amount of income and it's filled with entrepreneurs and salespeople that don't have structure that don't have processes. And it's, then you add in that the amount of money that we're dealing with when people are buying or selling the biggest investment of their life, right? Like yeah. there's so many moving parts that the structure gets missed and maybe isn't as quote unquote sexy as the sales. But I promise you, if you have the structure in place and you take care of the structure and the foundation of your company, it makes the sales way easier. It makes the client experience way better. And it really, really helps you grow so much faster. It also makes your life easier as the yes. owner. I mean, you put everything on the line when you own your business. Um, and it's also your baby, too, because you built it. So what I've seen is owners are kind of reluctant to let go. Because, like, I put, I cobbled this thing together. It's my baby. We're successful now. And I'm not going to let go of anything. And it goes back to the basketball analogy. So yep. I had one client been working with him for quite a while, but they, he, when I met him, I said, you know, what do you want to get out of EOS? He goes, well, I'm working 80 hours a week and I am sick of this company. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, well, then maybe you shouldn't hire me. And he goes, well, what can you do for me? So one of the things we do is EOS implement is we'll meet with you for 90 minutes. It's complimentary. And we walk you through the whole system and what our proven process is. So he said, he said, okay, come on, give me the dog and pony show. So at the end of it, he goes, I can't decide. I said, well, okay. I said, can I help you with any questions? He goes, well, what do you think you can do for me? I said, well, you mentioned you're working 80 or 90 hours a week and you really don't like it. I said, I bet if you give me two years, you can decide how much you want to work. And he goes, I don't believe that for a second. I said, do you trust me? He goes, I don't even know you. How can I trust you? <laughs> I said, well, I'm asking you to trust me because I don't think you can do it. I said, I think I could do it. He's like, okay, let's go. So the other cool thing about EOS is 
we don't make you sign a contract. It's not a long-term agreement. You pay for a session at the end of the session, only if we added value. So you're never on the hook and you could say, look, we're going to pause or we're not going to go forward. And I'm okay with that. We'll shake hands and let's stay friends. So he liked that. And he said, okay, let's go. So today he, he just took a two week vacation with his wife. And I asked the leadership, I said, did he call in, did he call in on those two weeks? They were like, no. And we're glad he didn't. So that's awesome. They're like, we love, they love that he's not there anymore. <laughs> and they're killing it, man. They went from 10 million to 14 and a half million, 18 and a half million, 24 and a half million. And their target this year is 27 and a half million for wow. 2023. That's and awesome. they, they had to, they had to build another factory. That's why they're, they're going to focus on getting that factory up and running as, and, and still they're going to grow 3 million in sales, but, their plan is to be 50 million in 10 years. Wow. And then when I started with them, they were three years in a row, $10 million. Ten or, they were bouncing between 10 and 11 for three, the last three years. So he felt like he had hit the ceiling. He's working 90 hours. He goes, I'm going to sell this damn business. And I'm like, well, then don't hire me. And we wound up working together and it all turned out. He, he, um, he, they said he comes in one or two days a week and he doesn't stay the whole day. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things that you said, Bruce, that I want to hit on. Um, and yeah. I don't want to dive into the components of EOS. Um, is that you said that owner was hitting that company and the owner were hitting their head on the ceiling. Yes. Um, that's something that is near and dear to my heart is that part of my entrepreneur journey of creating a company and going out on my own was because I kept hitting my head on the ceiling. And um, I just made a decision is that I want to remove all ceilings from my life. Mm. One of the ways that you can do that is sometimes we don't realize it at the time, but if you're a leader of a company, you're creating your own ceiling. And if you're creating your ceiling, what are you doing for the people in your company? Because maybe they don't want to be stuck and hit a ceiling. And so having someone like you, having a system, having a process, really working on the business versus in the business, yes. huge, huge differentiation that I think gets lost in real estate a lot is because we just want to make more sales, more sales, more sales. But if you can sure up the foundation and you can build a better system, a better process to make sure that all of that is running smoothly, it allows you to grow quicker later and with way less headache, way less stress, stress, and it removes those ceilings from yes. your life. I think the last time we met, oh, the last time our, you know, your I met with your leadership team, it it almost kind of burst open that we need to get our processes buttoned down. Yep. And I mean, and look at your company is phenomenally successful, and you you've come to the realization that if we're going to keep growing and maybe open more offices, we got to have a a we got to have our processes where they're consistent, they're delivering what we want, and everybody in the company's following those processes. You can't, leaving that to chance never goes well. Yep, 100%. And I, I mean, I coach some amazing real estate teams, and I'm, I'm friends with a lot of amazing leaders in this industry. And the crazy thing is, is that each and every one of them, if you get them, get them on stage, they're going to talk about how everything's amazing, right? Yeah. 
Um, but if you get them in a private room and you have a trust relationship with them, they are telling you that they are panicked that what's going to go wrong tomorrow, something's going to break, or this process needs improved. They are constantly working and improving those systems so that they can sure up that foundation. And what I, I noticed that in observing a lot of uh, great leaders in this industry, that it's so important that instead of me always being that way, what if we could create a baseline to where I'm only that way at certain times versus all day, every day. And yep. I think EOS is that, that roadmap that allows us to do that. Yeah. You'll get burned out. If you, one of the benefits of EOS is having that time. Like I described on that one business owner. Yeah. I, I you should be able to have a company that runs itself. I, and this is another example of where, our, our guarantee is you just pay as you go. Cause I was with a restaurant and we went through three where we were scheduled to have our third session and only the restaurant owner came and he was like an hour late. So I'm sitting there wondering like, what's going on? And he shows up and he's like, um, uh, we're not, the leadership team's not coming today. And I was, so we talked for a little bit and he wanted to pay me. I'm like, please don't pay me. We're not meeting. Cause he felt bad. And I said, look, describe your day to me yesterday. And this is what I've already gotten out of meeting with him. He said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I was leaving at 11 o'clock. I said, wait, when did you get there? He said, 6 a.m. Okay, and you were leaving at 11. He goes, yeah, but before I walked out the door, I saw the dishes weren't done. And I said, Bob, how many employees do you have? He said, 34. I said, there's 34 other people that should have done the dishes before you did the dishes. Why did you do the dishes? I don't know. I just had to do it. So that's his, and what I tried to describe to him along the way was Bob. I said, what is your dream? He goes, well, in eight years, I want to sell the restaurant. And we, you know, we do whatever we want, travel, that kind of stuff. I said, Bob, you don't have an asset. You have a job. Mm. It takes you being here 90 hours a week for this restaurant to run. Who's going to buy it? Cause once you walk out the door, they don't want to be there 90 hours a week and, and then how do they get a learning curve of what you know to run this thing 90 hours a week? I said, if you really think you're going to sell it, the, the people doing due diligence are not going to want to buy it if, if it takes you being here 90 hours a week. Because once they buy it, you walk out the door. I said, if you want to build an asset that's valuable, get this restaurant to run itself. And he was really excited about it, but he just couldn't, he couldn't let go. Yeah. And I'm still good friends with him. I still go to his restaurant. But it's like some some owners, it's so hard to let go. That's probably the toughest thing. Well, there's two parts I want to break down there um, is that you said that was a that was a light bulb moment for me. And I want to repeat it so that everyone listening understands this. And I think it's so, so relevant to the real estate space. You use the restaurant as an example. Yeah. But in real estate, there are several ceilings in people's growth trajectory that I've learned as a coach and that I've went through myself. Number one is as a single agent, you can only do so much. You hit yes. the ceiling, right? At that point, you don't have an asset. You have a job, right? Yep. If you don't work, you don't get paid. Then you grow a team or you hire an assistant and then you have another ceiling. And then I think the hardest ceiling to break through is whenever you are a team leader, you have other people on your team, you have a little admin staff. Usually it's around three to 10 people on a team, right? Like this is the hardest ceiling to break through. It's the thickest glass ceiling, if you will. And it's because most times that team leader is not willing to sacrifice those sales that they are still the top salesperson in their company in order to invest in growth in the future. And at that point, like 
I'm going to steal that quote from you, Bruce, is like, I'm just going to ask them if, if you're in that situation, if you're in that situation, you're listening right now. If I were to ask you, do you have an asset or do you have a job? Mm. What would you answer? Because if you're truly an entrepreneur, you truly want to help people. You truly want to change lives. You don't need a job. You didn't start in real estate so you could have a job. Right. Nobody did. So why any <laughs> Yeah. Why do we trap ourselves in being a job as a 1099 contractor, as a real estate agent? We don't want to be jobs. We don't want to be trapped, but we right. tend to trap ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a way to work through that. I also think something else that really stood out to me. Uh, my coach, John Cheplak taught me this, but trust equals capacity. Mm. So what I mean by that is if you're stuck, you're at one of those ceiling points in your organization, you need to get great people around you, give clear direction and vision on what you expect and trust them to accomplish it. The more mm. trust you have in your leadership team and your agents in your team as a whole, meaning you trusting them, the more capacity you have as a leader of an organization. And one of the things we really are sticklers about in the EOS model, you've got to have a, the person that you're passing that off to, you got to have confidence that they can do it. Yes. They, they're not going to do it as good as you because you're the star. But if you want them to grow and develop, you got to give it to them and know that they have a 90% chance of getting it done. Yep. People are going to make mistakes. They're not going to grow if they don't make mistakes. But you can't turn around and hand it to someone that's totally going to fumble the ball every play. Yep. Like that's so you got to make sure you surround yourself with good people and make sure they're in a job that they can do that job. That goes back to right people and right seat. Yep. And then also goes back to part of the people analyzer tool that you taught us, right? Is do you get your job? Do you want your job? Do you have the capacity to do your job? Right. And so I think having all of that going through that process, which we'll break down a little bit here in a minute, but it's so important is I think that there's two parts to that though, Bruce, is that sometimes, yes, we need the right people and we need talented people on our team that we can hand the ball to, right? Yes. You don't win a Super Bowl by handling, handing the ball to a running back that can't score a touchdown, right? Like exactly. you have to have someone that's able to do it themselves, but they also don't have to run the rap the way that you would run. Right. The end goal is a touchdown. Yeah, you get in the end zone, it doesn't matter how they get there, as long as they follow a process that works for them. And I think there's there's two parts is sometimes we expect that person to be as good as us or maybe it's our ego getting in the way of, hey, I want them to do it my way versus do it the way that it works best for the company, which honestly, I, I think that a huge lesson is to let people that freedom to do whatever that task is their way as long as they get to the end and even if it doesn't produce the result that was intended the lessons that they learn along that journey of themselves are a huge investment in growth in your company yeah so i think it's very crucial that don't expect them to be perfect because they're not going to be i work off of the 80 20 rule can they do this at 80 percent of what i want it done yes awesome now it's time for me to move upward Yep. Because that 20%, they need that personality. They need that freedom. They need that trust from the leadership to go that 20% direction they think is necessary. But I also think expecting them to be perfect is wrong, but also you have to, as a leader, invest in your people and invest in their growth. And so like as a real estate agent, we have scripts and dialogues. We have role play. We have scripts and dialogues. We have what we say with this lead source, how we say it with this lead source, what our presentations are. We have a sales process that is tried and true that this helped everybody that's listening has a sales process. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to grow a company, how does your sales process compare to your leadership growth process? 
Mm. You have a leadership development process that is intentional to grow your leaders, to give them that opportunity to grow and develop as leaders, because being a leader is one of the toughest things to do on the planet. And if you're just leaving it to them to figure it out, they're never going to figure it out. So don't just rely on that person to know it all. You also have to be the leader that helps them develop into that position as well. So it's a, it's a, it's meet in the middle situation. Yeah. I've seen, especially in sales, you gotta, that you said, get it, want it and have the capacity to do it. Well, some people, some of the organizations will take their best sales person and make them the sales manager and they don't want that job and they're not good at it. But they put them in there and they're making you know big deal and then they well it doesn't mean that all good salespeople can't be the sales manager but you want to make sure that person wants that job that's really critical 100 and just because you're a good salesperson doesn't mean you're going to be a good leader correct or you're going to have the skill set necessarily to be a sales manager and the skill set to be a salesperson aren't always the same right um right. yeah great point um, Bruce, let's dive into EOS. Let's go more in depth here. Let's go more tactical. So what are, there are a few components of EOS. What are those components? What makes up the EOS operating system? Yeah, there's six components. First one is vision. Make sure. And it's so, it, it's so funny that example I use is it's as he was saying it, he realized what he was saying. He went, it's in my head. It was like a little bell went off. Ding, like, damn. Okay, he got me. <laughs> you want to have a really good vision and share it with your company. Yes. Second is we already hit on it. I think we beat this one. You got to have right people in the right seats. Third, do you have really good metrics to give you a pulse on is the business moving where I want it to move? And that's not 300 metrics, it's like five, 10, no more than 15. And you wanna look at those every week and get a good handle on it. The other piece of the met of data is every single employee should have one, two or three hard metrics that can tell them how they're performing. And that's, so that's when you push it all the way down. Every employee has one, two or three metrics. But that was the third component data. The fourth component is what we call issues. Issues can be positive, they can be negative. They can be barriers, headwinds, things that are dragging you down, but they could also be opportunities, new ideas. But always there's gonna be issues coming at you. We want you to be diligent about, don't go off on tangents, don't discuss it for an hour. Get to the root cause of what do you want to have happen get to the root cause and then just decide and then assign somebody a task to solve it. The better you get at that, the quicker you're gonna make progress with your company. So that's the fourth component issues. The fifth component is process. We already hit on that quite a bit. What from a twinkle in a customer's eye until they are a loyal customer for life, what, what are the core steps? And there's only five, six, seven, eight, what are those core steps in your business that get your customer from a twinkle in the eye to want to work with you to loyal customers for life? We want you to get those core processes down, document them, and then the second piece of the process component is can you make sure that those processes are followed by all? You got to train people. You got to give them the systems and technology. 
the like you said, development, whatever they need to get that job done, it's a constant. And then also your processes aren't static. You don't make a process and put it on the shelf. It's going to change in five minutes. So you want to make sure you're keeping those processes updated, they're current, and people are getting what they need to follow those processes. Then the last component is traction. That's the sixth component. And we say vision without traction is hallucination. So even if you have a great vision in your head, if you're not making progress and gaining traction every week and moving your business, working on your business, we recommend you work 90 minutes a week on your business. If it's a 40-hour week, you still have 38 and a half hours to do all that other crazy stuff you do. But take that 90 minutes to work on your business and get traction. And the other part we already touched on too, part of what helps you get traction is don't focus on 40 things. Let's focus on four or five things. And if you get those four or five done every 90 days, you're going to have 20 in the 20 of the most important things you'll get them done in a year. And that your competitors are not doing that. Yep. So those are the six components, vision, people, data, issues, process, and traction. And that's how, that's what we call the EOS model. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so Bruce, let's, let's dissect that a little further. Some of the tools um, that, that we use, and I'd love for you to elaborate on these, but like no. um, EOS has a toolbox of amazing tools and opportunities that we're still yes. finding new ones that are beneficial. Right. Um, yes. But it's, I think the most, one of the most crucial parts of, I think this probably goes with the vision component is that everyone rowing in the same direction. Yes. You as a company, I think that especially as real estate is that um, sometimes without knowing it, like people don't always do this intentionally. So a lot of times this happens unintentionally, but someone's rowing on the left side of the boat going in reverse and the other person is going forward. Then we wonder why we're spinning in circles. Right. And it's because we're not all the vision isn't clear and shared by all on which side of the boat do we row on and why are we rowing? And then you got some employees in another boat that are going in the opposite direction, but all with good intention. Yep. They just said, man, let's go. And you're like, well, wait a minute. We're not going that way. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And so I think everyone rowing in the same direction and having a clear vision shared by all is crucial. Uh, I think having the, the one-year plan. Yes. Right. We have a three-year, three-year picture. Is that what it's three called? Picture. Yeah. We want you to paint a picture of where do you see your company in three years? Yep. And so with the one year goal, like everyone has a business plan. Number one is not a big complicated science project. Um, the VTO, which is a vision traction organizer, which has all of these components is on two pages. Yep. Right. And so if you can't fit your one year plan on one document, you need to simplify it. Yes. It needs to be simplified so everyone can understand it. No one is going to go get an MBA so they can understand your business plan, especially right. in real estate. And so right. you have to simplify those things. Um, so three-year picture is awesome because it, it paints a bigger picture and vision of where we're going. We actually just had our town hall recently. Um, it was yesterday, as a matter of fact. And one of the things that we did at the end is we made a slideshow of things that are on our three-year picture of where we are going and we tied it to we put faces on there for people that had goals of what they wanted to accomplish and um one of our three-year uh, picture is for bruce to captain our msreg yacht that we're going to have like the ozarks and so we yes. had a picture of the yacht with everyone uh, cropped in riding on the boat um and so it just what it does though is it paints everyone understands what what direction we are going to and what our our vision and our picture is 
over the next three years and why why we're working this hard, why we're growing, why we're doing these new initiatives. So everyone understands where you're going and why you're going there. Um, there's also a 10 year target, right? And that, so that is obviously that's um, not as refined. It's more of a, Hey, this would be amazing in 10 years, because I think what a lot, a lot of people do is they, they say, Hey, one of these days I want to be successful, but they don't go in depth enough with what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it, it gives you the long journey of what that looks like. Then yeah. you have a mid of three year, and then you have a like right now in front of you yeah. of one year. And then, and then your rocks are next 90 days. Yep. And then your level 10 meeting is every week for 90 minutes working on the business. So it's, you're constantly gaining traction. You know, the 10 year to me, I like to use the analogy. Um, I was, when I lived in Miami, I would go scuba diving in the Keys. And one of the companies I would go out with, we went out eight miles. So now you can't see land anymore. And being from New York City, <laughs> I didn't like that. I'm, I'm standing in the boat, I'm going, what, where the heck are we? I can't even see land anywhere, freak me out. So the 10 year to me would be like a lighthouse. Cause if you were in that boat, you really could choose 360 degrees, which way you're going to go. But if you got a lighthouse dead on, you're going to be aiming for that. If that's where you want to go. And that's what we want to do with the 10 year target. And the thing that I loved about Matt Smith real estate group, you blew me away because your target was to impact 500,000 lives in 10 years. And all of my other clients are doing revenue. You know, how many, how much dollars are we going to make in that 10 years? Like 99% of them, it's a revenue target. And I even remember, I was like, you guys want to do that target, not revenue? And the whole team was saying, hey, money will come, but our hearts, we want to change people's lives. We want to put them in the home. They're home for life and they're going to love it and they're going to love their experience with us. And I just, I remember thinking after that day, I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yep. So your, your 10 year target wasn't even money. Nope. It still isn't. Yeah. That was amazing. We, yeah, we talked about that a little bit um, uh, yesterday at our town hall was that um, talking about what does it mean to change lives? And we talked stories about people on the team, those lives that have changed, our clients' yeah. lives have changed and just shared a lot of stories of what that means. And uh, one of the things that I said in, in one of the speeches I gave was um, at Matt Smith Real Estate Group, we're not just another real estate company. We are here to change lives. That is our focus. We just happen to do that through real estate. Yeah. And well, do you, like, just, you, okay, you got the family. Who knows how many people that touches? Yep. Then you got the title company, the mortgage company, the inspection company. You got the plumbers, the contractors, the carpenters, the landscapers. I mean, it just keeps it just keeps going. And then all the philanthropic work that you do as a team. Yep. You're just changing lives all over the place. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's our focus: is how can we do that? And I, I firmly believe the the more lives that we change, the more people we touch in a positive way. Like the money will work itself out. Right. Like, of course, we have a PL, we run a smart business, but yes. like, it's not, um, that's not our focus. No. And so, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you for that, Bruce. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Appreciate, appreciate those kinds of kind words. It is, um, it's amazing to see a company our size as, as we have grown for everyone to truly have the hearts that that is their focus. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm humbled to be a part of it for sure. Well, that's part of, you know, 
if people don't fit your core values, the, the more you, the stronger you get with implementing EOS, if somebody were to come on board that didn't fit your core values, whereas before they could blend in, they're not going to blend in yep. anymore. Hundred percent. Yeah, we have it's a saying. Be like, you know, rule off the red nosed reindeer. Yeah, our culture polices itself. Um, yeah, it does. It's it's uh it's not perfect, right? We can always improve and get better, but it's it's because of things like that and because of the clear vision of EOS and the yeah. meetings involved and different things that we share with the company. Um, Bruce, let's let's go back to some. We've talked about somehow some companies that you've worked with have implemented EOS and what kind of results you have seen. Yes. Do you have like that just that one story that's like, holy cow, this was amazing of of how it implemented it and how it changed that company's trajectory? Well, there's this company, Matt Smith Real Estate Group. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys have been phenomenal. Um, I already shared the one with that owner that worked his tail off. Yeah. Uh, another one is a law firm I worked with. They were, I guess it's been two or three years. They had like 10 or 15 people. They had a million dollars in revenue. But their passion is they're, they're an immigration law firm. So their passion is to help. They want to fight for immigrants every day. And then they want to, their, their niche is immigration simplified. So I just love it. And that's all they want to do. They just want to help. If people want to become citizens of the United States, this is the law firm to go to. I mean, they know they're stuck backwards and forwards. But by using EOS, they've grown from 1 million. We just met a couple of weeks ago, 4.3 million. They finished 2022. Wow. They went from 1 million in revenue to 4.3 million in revenue. They went from one office to three offices. And they went from like 10 associates to 45. And they want to grow their 10-year target. I think it was, wow, I think it was 8 million. Oh, maybe that was their three-year target. So they're just, because, yeah. because of the discipline of, he's actually thinking now maybe to franchise what we built. Because awesome. his processes and all is so... He's, he's calling it immigration in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that's love another it. great success story. Um, but what I, what I love more than anything is seeing, and I don't want to freak people out. It's not like, oh, well, the EOS is going to come in and get rid of everybody. But there's always one or two people, even at the leadership team level, the fastest this ever happened was the very first day I was with a company they had like 180 employees, $40 million. And at the end of the session, it was just the CEO and the CFO. And I, I, it was in Indianapolis. So I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to take off. Got to drive back to St. Louis. Um, so the next day, I called the CEO and I said, hey, how'd it go? He goes, you remember I was talking to the CFO when you left? I'm like, yeah. He goes, after you left the room, he resigned. And I thought, oh, my God, did I do something to make that happen? He goes, yeah, you did. I said, oh, my God, what did I do? He goes, you made us realize for the last 15 months, we've all known it, but nobody would do anything about it. So you've got, I don't know what he's getting paid, but the CFO of a $40 million company with 180 employees, they knew for 15 months, but they didn't do anything. Yep. But just spending that one day together and talking about where EOS is going to take us, he went up to him and he said, you know what? 
I haven't been feeling it for a while. I just, I don't think I'm right. I don't think I should be here. So he helped him find another job as CFO for another company. He's killing it. And they're still best friends. But he, the part that I really took away was that it was going on for 15 months. How long, how much longer, if we didn't start EOS, would it have gone on for two years or two and a half years? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you deserve to have the right people in your company. You don't, you don't need to put up with toxic. And that, let me rephrase that, right? It's toxic for that company, but they could perfectly fit into another company. Every company has a unique set of core values. If somebody doesn't, if a, another good example I like to use, if, if a company, everybody's working 70 or 80 hours a week and somebody comes in and says, you know, I like to work like 35, maybe 40 hours a week. That's not a good fit. And vice versa, if you got a company where everybody's working 35 or 40 hours a week and they're killing it and someone interviews and says, yeah, I'm going to work 80 hours a week, you probably don't want to bring that person into that environment. So it's not necessarily, it's not saying it's a bad person, but in that environment, they don't fit. Yep. So just, I think it's important for that person, right? So for yes. the company, for the company, yes, you have to protect your culture, but also imagine for that person too, you're actually the CFO example. Like yes. they were doing, you did a favor by bringing awareness to that, that now that, that CFO is in a different company that they enjoy and they're thriving in a different environment. It doesn't make yes. them right or wrong. It just makes them not a fit for that environment. Yeah. And then they, they promoted a woman from inside and she was, she's killing, I'm not, you know, they've moved on, but they're killing it. She's killing it. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, we got a few more minutes here before we wrap okay. up. I've got I've got some some notes here that I really want to get to. I want to provide okay. as much value to the audience as possible. So, if someone's listening to this, they're like, "Man, my real estate business is a disaster," or maybe it's great but it could be improved, or I want to start a business. Like, so someone's thinking, "I need to look into this EOS thing." Right. What are some best practices for someone that's like, this sounds amazing. Where do I start and how do I get started going? Yeah. Well, we, we recommend there's, oh, you can see behind me, there's seven books in our library. Um, you could go to EOSWorldwide.com and there's all kinds of information on there. There's an organizational checkup that you could take for free. It takes like 15, 10 or 15 minutes and it'll rate you on all six of those key components of the model. But I also want to urge you that we, as implementers, you'll never hear somebody say, oh, I gave EOS $50,000 and they ripped me off because we won't allow it. If it's not going well, we just part ways and shake hands and, you, and that's it. So you, it's minimal risk. Get an EOS implementer to come and talk to you. And then as part of our process, we will do a 90-minute introductory meeting, complimentary, where you can say, do I want to try it? Do I not? Okay, one choice is I don't want to do this EOS thing. The other choice is I'm going to give it a shot myself. And then the other choice is I want to hire an implementer. So however it resonates with you, um, use an implement, get in contact with an EOS implementer and let them come and do that 90-minute introduction. Yep. It's going to educate you a lot more on what EOS is. You don't have to, it's not going to be high pressure. Yeah. You just don't operate that way. 
Yep. And it, it'll at least give you an insight of you have some more awareness, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Awareness is the first key to transformation. And so yes. I think it'll give you awareness from a uh, set of eyes that is trained to grow core companies and organizations. Yeah. What is where the holes are in your department and your company where they can grow it. I also yeah. think that it's important, um, even if you're not a reader, I think there's audio versions, but yes. have, if if any of this speaks to you or can improve your life, your business, which everyone listening to can, yeah. go and read the book Traction or listen to the book Traction. Yes. Um, one of the things too, when we rolled it out with our team is we gave, gave everyone a copy of what the heck is EOS. So that yeah. they get a very, very quick read, a short read on yeah. what, what it is, what it isn't. And then the last piece of advice, and all those books are great. I haven't read all of them yet. I'm close. But Rocket Fuel really spoke to me. And Rocket Fuel was, is, is specifically the visionary and integrated relationship. This is the book Traction that Gina Wickman wrote. And Gina Wickman is the founder of EOS. It's very like, do this and this and this and this. So the number two guy in the company was Mike Payton and Gino Wickman and Mike Payton wrote Get a Grip, which is a fable. So if you want to have characters and a story, you learn the exact same thing from either one of these books. But if you if you want to see step by step, how do I do it? Or you want to read a story with characters that both of them teach you the exact same thing. Love so it. I would recommend you read one of these if you want to get introduced to ELS. Yeah. Um, and I think also it's important, the organizational checkup. How often do you recommend companies do that, Bruce? Well, to start out, you want to do it. And then it's going to tell you how you're doing. And then periodically, once a year, maybe we're going to we're going to we're going to check it and see how you're doing. Because um, our goal is that if you get 80 percent strong in all six components is when we say you're ready to graduate. And that takes about 18 to 24 months. And about 50% of the time, a company feels like they're at 80% and they're ready to graduate, but they still want to have the implementer come in. Because our, like, the range of an annual expense is somewhere between twenty dollars and $40,000 a year to have an integrator. I'm in the middle. So what I say to them is, if you hire me, it's going to cost about the same as you hiring someone to answer your telephone. And I'm going to bring a ton of value for that price tag. Yep. So it's, you know, do you want to do it? It's up to you. Yeah. So the uh, first step, I would read those books, see if it speaks yeah. to you. I would also um, go to EOS Worldwide and take that organizational checkup. It'll give you yes. some clarity and some awareness on yep. maybe some holes you don't realize you have. Um, I know some people that are doing it themselves. I know some people that are um, that have other implementers or are working with Bruce. There's so there's all those options available. We chose to work with Bruce just for that high level of accountability. Um, that that second set of that fresh set of eyes that yeah. is coming out from all of his experience, all of his training through EOS to make sure that we are implementing it at the highest, highest level. Here's what I've learned is that the simple solves the complex. And sometimes it's those tiny hinges, those small little adjustments that make the biggest impact on your organization. Yeah. And so having someone that can look at it from a fresh set of eyes, a fresh perspective that doesn't have any emotional attachment that can just come in once a quarter, whatever the cadence is to come in and look at the company and help keep everyone on track. 
has been an investment that is well worth it for us to make sure we're continuing to grow in the right directions. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, we're not, we, we aren't um, hard sales, but it's, it's hard to run it yourself. It's hard to be the owner of the company and run EOS, even, or even if it's someone that works there, because you want all the leadership team to participate. And it's really hard. If you're trying to run that EOS meeting and participate, it's very difficult. Yeah. But, you know, we estimate we have over 16,000 companies that have hired EOS implementers in the last 17 years that we've been uh, EOS worldwide. But we estimate there are 200,000 companies that are dabbling in it at one level or another trying to do it themselves. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for taking time. My pleasure, man. I really enjoyed doing this with you. Yeah, this was good stuff. Um, Guys, if you have any questions um, and you're interested in learning more about this, um, go to EOS Worldwide. um, And uh, if you uh, have more information on it, you can get all the stuff and resources there. Uh, Bruce, would you like to give them any contact information for you or do you just want to send them to EOS Worldwide? Well, no, they can can find me on there, but it's Bruce... Uh, Bruce.Sheridan at EOS Worldwide is my email. Bruce.Sheridan at EOS Worldwide. And my phone number is 314-705-5478. 314-705-5478. Awesome. Bruce, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. It's been a tremendous value to the audience. And guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a movement. It is a way to give back to the industry that has given so much to me and my family. And I hope you found value from this episode. If you did, I just ask one favor. We don't make any money. We don't run any ads. We don't charge anything for this program. I do it out of the kindness of my heart to give back. So if you found value, share it with a friend. Let's grow this together. Let's make a positive impact on this world, a positive impact on our industry. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. 